Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, the Devils are bound for Dayton. Uh, Our home away from home. Yeah. As you said uh, in a text, Des Cambridge's half-court 60-footer is why we're playing on. I certainly think so. I mean, I think it put us on the radar more than, I mean, you know, it was a big win, but it also seemed to have this like change in perception about this, you know, where we stood. Cause going into that game, I felt like we were on the very outside edge. Like, you know, there were bubble watch columns written in February that didn't even mention ASU. And the mm-hmm. ones that did were like, well, yeah, we'll keep them on there. Yeah. But that win and, and that win is because of that shot. Um, you know, it, it kind of had people reevaluate this. It felt like. I a hundred percent agree. Um, the devils, since we last talked in the PAC 12 tournament, were able to upend Oregon state night one, finally getting USC on night two, uh, before falling to Arizona in the semifinals by a wide margin. Uh, yeah, it was a fine showing. I mean, it, it was the showing, that we, we needed, need. I, you know, I, I texted you at, at the week of the LA series and I said, I feel like somehow we need two more wins, whether that was one win that weekend and one win in the conference tournament or two wins that weekend or two wins in the conference tournament. And, and I think that was right. Cause I mean, yeah, the Arizona win, probably the biggest one, but I think if we lost to USC on, on Thursday night, I don't know that we're in either. That was a that was a big one. That was a fellow bubble team that also got in it as, as a 10. I think that win, you know, if you lose three to USC, that's a hard argument to make that you really deserve it. Yeah, I agree. So well, let's talk what we had to do. Would have been nice to, you know, beat Arizona again. Would have been nice to, you know, win the whole thing. But did what we had to do, and, and here we go. We're, uh, we're still playing meaningful basketball. Uh, after the conference tournament is concluded. That has not been the case all that often for us mm-hmm. in our, what, now 19 seasons as ASU basketball fans. So let's let's talk about a couple noteworthy things. Uh, Washington and one of the Cambridges played at Nevada last year, which is our opponent right. in the play-in. Um, the early Caesars Sportsbook line, according to ESPN.com, is ASU favored by one with a 133.5 over-under. Yeah, and yeah. we are the you, the late. You expect a close line. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The late, always, t- the latest put the, uh, <laughs> the elevens on the on the latter part um, because you know obviously not that Arizona State Nevada is big brands, but what's the what's the other game that day? I don't even know. Is it Texas Southern or is it the other the other sixteen? I I, don't I think know. it was not South it Southeast Missouri. Okay. Uh, oh no, well, wait, that's the Tuesday game. I apologize. It is Texas Southern. Fairly okay, Dickinson, so a little, Texas a little Southern. With Texas Southern. How about that? Yeah, we've not won a game this year where we've been in the building with Texas Southern. Unfortunately, no, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So we'll have to we'll have to hopefully get over that hump. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, hey, uh, you'd expect it to be a, a fairly even line. I mean, it's two teams that are both the same seed, and I am not going to sit here and pretend I know much about Nevada, except to say that I know they didn't win their conference they, they played in a conference i think they got four teams in mm-hmm. um just as the pac-12 did so uh, you know a conference that has a good rep uh steve alford is the coach is he not old, old friend from the pac-12 
I believe that's true. I mean, let me double check that here as I say that. I'm pretty sure that's the case after his uh, not so, yeah, he is the Nevada coach, yeah. Uh, you know, not so successful tenure at UCLA. Had, you know, mild success, but nothing special. Uh, got fired there and, and landed on his feet at Nevada. And, you know, um, I mean, look, good program. Um, not, again, not going to pretend I, I'm not going to X's and O it here and be like, wow, you know, that what really hurts is their good inside game. Got no clue. Um, but, you know, obviously it's a fairly even matchup, and I'm just hoping we can get that win and at least make it to the to the round of 64. Yeah, I I agree. That would that would be very nice. Um, I mean, we've been in this first four twice, and we've we've advanced out of it once. And you know, going to it and losing is a it's a tough one. You know, I mean, like it's better than not making it at all, but it is a little bit like, uh, gosh, uh, you know, you you get you get close, and and you you're right there on the doorstep of of actually feeling like you're in the tournament, and then you're bounced. It's it's a tough pill to swallow in some ways. Yeah, I agree. Um... Overall, you know, we can talk about our draw, such as it is. Um, the winner of the Nevada ASU game gets TCU uh, in Denver with Gonzaga and Grand Canyon on the other yeah. side of that matchup. Yeah. Potentially both uh, both Phoenix metro area schools in the same same little pod if we win. Um, you know, I think I think high end. I mean, you never know. Obviously, the tournament does, you know, how always has some weird ones. But high end, I feel like round of 32 is is about as far as uh, we can realistically expect to advance. I mean, Gonzaga seemed to really kind of find themselves as the season finished. Um, kind of, you know, kind of wobbled even in West Coast Conference play uh, early on. But, you know, really roll, steamrolled through the conference tournament, beat St. Mary's huge in the final. Um, so I think if, if we're able to get past the first four and if we're able to get past TCU, which I kind of doubt, uh, probably the, the dream ends against Gonzaga, but you know, Hey, uh, I'd take that. If we're still playing when it comes to next weekend, like that would be, uh, that would match the farthest we've gone in the last, what, 27, 28 years, something like that. Yeah. No, that would be, that would be big. 95, I think was the last sweet 16 appearance. Yeah. So, I mean, Harding got yeah. through. Harding Pendergraft got into the second round, yeah. Before getting yeah, bounced in, by the Johnny Flynn Syracuse team. Yep, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, you know, hey, I, I mean, TCU played in a very tough conference this year and was in and out of the top twenty-five. Um, Big Twelve probably was the was the best conference in basketball. You know, to just. To, I mean, I know the Big Ten got eight in as well, but that's eight out of fourteen. The Big Ten or Big Twelve got eight out of ten, and Oklahoma State, I believe, was first team out. So tough conference. They're battle tested, um, uh, you know, with a with a coach that's kind of always kind of danced around ASU. You know, either being a, a conference rival, there was mentions way back of maybe being a candidate here, and Jamie Dixon and. We might we might encounter him uh, in, in the round of sixty four potentially. Yeah. Um, going to the bracket as a whole, Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue secured the one seeds uh, for the Pac twelve. UCLA gets the two seed out west. Arizona with the two seed in the south. Um, obviously, ASU also playing 
uh, in the West as the potential or potentially, I guess, in the West. And then USC, the 10 seed in the East for the Pac-12 representation. Two schools that'll still be in the conference in two years and two that won't. (laughs) That's true. And potentially none who will still be in the conference, I guess. Potentially, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's that's true. That's still weird to to think, but yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's about right for the for the conference this year. I know Oregon was kind of kind of on the edge of of the window, but I I, I don't think so. Um, you know, I went into the day really, and, and you know, you seemed, and, and we could discuss this now. Uh, you seemed more, you know sure i think from our text that we were going to make it maybe even not make the first four i was very much on the fence and very much of the mindset that like you know what if we don't make it we have only ourselves to blame we Mm -hmm. we lost some games to bad teams we you know we lost to texas southern we lost badly to usf we got swept in a road trip to the washington schools we lost at home to colorado like you know i saw hurley made the case of like well our three best wins are better than any and it's like well that's that's a great nugget there Bobby but you know you, you play more than three games you play 34 over the course of the season and like there was a lot of uh, self-inflicted wounds that would have cost us I'm glad it didn't um but you know I I think this is I think this is right about right I don't I don't you know I'm not at all unhappy with like oh we should have been not in the first four like eh, sort of feel like this is pretty much probably accurate yeah I mean I I felt good that we were going to get in because the way things broke, like, like, I don't know what I'm talking about to be clear, but from everything I read (laughs) over the course of this week, it was like we needed a dozen conferences to break right. And it seemed like we got like 10 of the 12 pretty easily. No doubt about that. Yeah. There really were no, um, there were no conferences in which, you know, a team was going to make it as an at large even one that the that the winner of the conference tournament wasn't one of those teams. That, you know, I, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, but you it, can but like, see that, like, because the uh, closest was probably VCU, right? Maybe, but I'm not even sure they were going to make it as an well, at-large. Well, but, and I mean, what I'm saying is there are 12 seeds, so they were behind ASU and everybody right, else. They didn't get the right. AQ and a bump. You know. Exactly, yeah. But there was no, you know, there was a little bit of worry about Ohio State. They made the Big Ten semis. They were obviously not going to make it unless they won the whole thing. A little bit of worry about Vandy and the SEC semis they lost. Um, and, you know, even the the conferences like, you know, Conference USA, Florida Atlantic was going to make it no matter what. So it's big that they won their conference tournament. Like, okay, we're not going to get a second team from there. Um, and, you know, the American was going to get two. Needed either Houston or Memphis. They made the finals. So going into the day, I was like, well, all right, cool. Whoever wins, great. The other one's going to make it anyway. So, yeah, I mean, and, and by the numbers, we were the second to last team in. So, yeah, we could not have afforded uh, many of those. I mean, I still go back. I think it was I think it was 2008. Georgia won the SEC tournament. They were, you know, like the 11 seed in the SEC. Mm-hmm. They won and we missed the tournament. And, and, you know, that was before they specifically announced who was the first team out. But we were probably pretty darn close. And that could have cost us this year. We we got that break. Well, and that was the year we were the one seed in the NIT, which tells right. you a little bit about. So, kind of tells you we were one of the one of the very elites left out. Uh, I mean, elite being a relative term. Uh, elites of the non-tournament teams, obviously, that year, and that's still the one that 
I mean, of all of the years that we've been on the bubble, that's still the one that kind of sticks in my craw the most. Cause I, I think we should have been in that year. Um, you know, but that might've cost us was, was that, you know, fluky Georgia SEC tournament run that didn't happen. You know, I mean, going through like, you know, the last few days, it was like, all right, just hold your breath and, you know, see some, see some of the dark horses lose and, and that's what happened. So yeah, you know, things lined up fairly well for us and, and, you know, the, the committee thought highly enough of us to give us a shot and, and, you know, we'll, We'll see what happens here on on Wednesday night, but at least we're still playing. I harbor no illusions that you know, um, you know, uh, seven days from right now that we'll still be playing. I mean, I guess we we could if we make the round of thirty two and it's a night game, but let's say eight days from right now, I very much doubt we'll still be playing. But uh, you know, who knows? I guess. Yeah, I agree. Um, so one, I have one comment about the bracket that. I just I didn't know until today because I don't pay yeah. attention to these things. Do you know which site is hosting the South Regional Final? Uh, no, Louisville. No, New York. Really? According to ESPN, that is the site of the South Final. Oh, I thought that was East. I thought that was East too. Maybe ESPN has it wrong. It could be. Well, I mean, you know, we we texted about it a little bit. CBS sure had some errors during their show, including a graphic that had a 16 seed play-in game that wasn't the two teams playing in a play-in game. So it's possible, you know. Of course, we in this in this day and age when things are rushed. Let me see. Okay, here's the printed bracket. Okay, this says East New York, okay. South is Louisville. So I think they're wrong. Okay, because ESPN.com, I'm I'm on the bracketology bracket. Yeah, and it says giving Did away Alabama play in New York, like or Alabama's region at least playing yeah. in New York. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah, they're wrong. Okay. I mean, according because the printable bracket has Alabama feeding into Louisville. That Purdue makes sense. Feeding into New York. Okay. Which makes more sense. So they flipped the east. And the south, yeah, the south yeah. is the south is the top corner. That's Alabama's. So then, where is the Midwest and the West? Do they have it all the, wrong? The Midwest is KC, and the West is Vegas. Midwest is KC, and the West is Vegas. So they have that wrong too. Do they really? Okay. Yeah, they've <laughs> okay. got Houston's feeding into Vegas from the Midwest. Okay, yeah, that is definitely wrong. Yeah. And Kansas feeding a, into I, Kansas City. I paid a little bit of attention to who was in the West because at one point we're not not going now, but at one point I had thought of going to Vegas to see the regional. Mm-hmm. So I I remember that Kansas was the one seed going there. I knew you know UCLA was the two because I not that I'm going, but just had had a little bit of a of a look at that just to be you know curious if I had gone, who would I have seen? Maybe. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um... That you would know better so, than ESPN, but that is embarrassing. Well, I paid attention to that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, CBS flashed up on the screen. I was it was after ASU got announced, and they fl- I think it was uh, Purdue's matchup, and they flash up Southeast Missouri and Howard, and I thought, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure I've seen those two teams already. Meanwhile, Greg Gumble, who had a faux pas of his own earlier you know, is saying two other names and then they flip the graphic and I'm like, Oh, uh, apparently, uh, 
apparently they weren't a hundred percent set on this one. Yeah, not the most well-oiled machine, apparently. No, led by Clark Kellogg talking about the Texas Christian Froghorns. <laughs> we might see maybe we'll see the froghorns and in, in the first round who could, yeah. who could say um well let's let's dive into our brackets i right. i have a very preliminary mostly chalk bracket um because i didn't follow it and i assume that the committee followed it closer than i did yeah i mean so i i will i will give a little bit of a uh you know uh what's the term uh uh, advanced uh, knowledge here that I didn't follow college basketball that closely this year either. So some of my picks are going to be rooting interest. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be honest. Like my, my national champion, I don't know if I really think they're the best team, but it's going to be a little bit of rooting interest. Um, Cause I thought, why not have some fun with it? I don't really have strong convictions about who's going to win this thing. So, um, you know, didn't go crazy, but yeah, you'll see as we get there, little bit of uh, bias in there. Yeah. I, um, I'm in a similar boat. Uh, I didn't follow anything. I mean, we followed ASU. That's, yeah. That was about the extent of, of mine uh, closely. And then by, by extension, you kind of followed the Pac-12 a little bit. Um, although, as I told you, after we played Arizona two weeks ago, like there were guys in the starting lineup for Arizona that I'd never heard of. So I guess I didn't follow it that close because um, we were deep into the season and I was learning their names. But, uh, uh, you know, yeah, we've had the discussion. We, we don't have to do it now of, you know, why college basketball is is not what it used to be. Um, and it's just the way it is. But tournament time is always fun. And I'm going to, you know, sometimes the, the person in the office pool who knows the least about basketball wins. I'm going to hope my bracket is that this year. I don't. I couldn't tell you a whole lot about some of these teams, so I'm just going to make picks and see where it goes. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> look. I'm not going to do anything well in this, so I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> and... I mean, you never know. That's the that's the beauty of it. You don't have to. You don't I mean, have to know what you're were, talking about. There were years that we did follow college basketball very closely. Uh, and we would do brackets, and by you know midday Friday, it's like, wow, I really did bad. So hey, that's that, and and now with the way college basketball is, where it feels like you know teams are pretty evenly matched uh, in many ways, like uh, it's it's tough. It, it it's really difficult to look at and be like, oh, I know for sure it's going to be these teams. Like I think you could probably throw twenty five teams in a hat, pick four, and your chances are just as good of getting the right final four. Mm-hmm. I I mean I I don't feel good about my picks and I'm very comfortable at that level. That's all right. That's all right. Well, should we should we uh, go through starting the south, headed to Louisville, not New York? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Let's start in the south. Uh, as I go back to my bracket. We have my corporate champion. I don't remember who the corporate champions are. I can't remember. <laughs> it was fun to hear that, as always. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so I've got mostly chalk, except I've got West Virginia over Maryland and Utah State over Missouri. Okay, so I went I went a little off the grid on this one, this particular region. I've got, I took Maryland, 
and I took Missouri, but I took Charleston over San Diego State. I always love the teams that have great, great you know, Charleston was like 31-3. and three. Um, So I'm like, okay, I always favor those teams. I took Furman over Virginia because, um, you know, and, and similar, I also took UCSB over Baylor. And that is in part because it seemed like both Baylor and Virginia really struggled down the stretch. And again, this is one of those, I'll raise my hand and admit, paid more attention to college basketball the last three weeks than I have before. And those teams were highly ranked and then just didn't really play all that well. I know Virginia made the ACC final, but they kind of limped into that conference tournament. And so I, I'm going with some upsets there in the first round. You mean the 12, 13, and 14 first round upsets. That's big. I I hope you're right. That would be very I don't fun. have I don't have other regions like that, I'll be <laughs> honest. But this one... Yeah, you know, uh, so I'll also say this, I, you know, of course, you know, I don't want Arizona. And I looked at Arizona, I figured was going to get a two, and I saw Baylor got the three and thought, oh, God. Well, they got, to me, they've got a pretty easy path to the Elite Eight. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. I, uh, frankly, I might as well just walk you through it. I've got Arizona, Alabama in my Elite Eight. I have uh, Virginia beating San Diego State, losing to Alabama. I've got Baylor over Creighton, uh, although I considered Creighton there. Yeah, Um, so you're going one, two, three, four, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I've got got Alabama and Arizona in the Sweet 16. I've got Creighton beating UCSB, and I've got Charleston over Furman. Mm -hmm. So that gives me Alabama-Charleston, Creighton, Arizona, and we end up in the same place, different paths. I've got Alabama, Arizona in the regional final. And then I took Arizona here over Alabama. Well, I'm going roll tide, baby. I had a feeling. They've got too much firepower, too many weapons. Um, let's, uh, let's trip down to the east. You like those puns, by the way? I hope you're catching them. I, I am. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, holding, I'm holding for laughter from the, from the listener. Uh, uh, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm not laughing at the situation, but you know, like, uh, hey, uh, Dave embraced it, so I might as well have a little little tongue in cheek fun with Alabama. I, you let that uh, let that kid do the TSA pat down because, of course, that's exactly. what it was. Exactly. It was obviously yeah, a yeah, TSA yeah. pat down and, ready for listoff. Uh, right, and I don't know. Look, I, that whole thing, I, I haven't followed it close enough to, to have an opinion, to be honest with you. I really have not. I don't. I haven't read enough about it. to know, I don't know the facts enough to say, like, he shouldn't be playing or he should be playing. Oh, my thing's not on him. that. It's more of the, like, lack of awareness and then yeah. Nate Oates being like, hey, look, I... Wrong, wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> yeah. That was a bad look for him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, all that said, uh, Nate Oates has done a really, really good job there. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, when he we got were... that job, it was like, eh, Alabama, you know, what are you really going to do there? And got to give him a pat on the back. He's built them into a heck of a program. We were one Buffalo coach too early. Uh, we might have been. We might have been. And yet that said, flip them. And, and, you know, we've talked, we talked a lot about it last week and the athletic department commitment to success and lack of commitment. I mean, if Bobby Hurley's there and Nate Oates is here, maybe they're having opposite success. Maybe Bobby Hurley's coaching a number one seed and Nate Oates is coaching a first four team. And look, we'll never get him ever. 
But Greg Byrne, former Arizona, now Alabama AD, right. is really good at his job. Sure seems like it. No, I mean he was he was uh, he was gifted Nick Saban. Obviously, he was already there, but but uh, y- you know he's got a great football program and he's kept it kept it up. He hasn't gotten in the way, which an AD can do. And uh, yeah, certainly made a made a good hire with with basketball. I mean, you know this stuff going on with Brandon Miller and all. Like you know, you never know when things things blow up in their face, and they could. This could get worse. Uh, but sure, I mean, on the court, you can't argue with results. I mean, Alabama winning the SEC regular season and conference tournament is uh, it's pretty impressive. Like, that's that's kind of unheard of. Uh, and, and now they're the number one overall seed. Mm-hmm. Got to give them a lot of credit for their on-court success, how they've handled this thing. People have – some people – I mean, I've, I've listened to, you know, Jay Billis and others that said, you know, hey, look, the, the kid should be playing, and they know what they're talking about. I don't. Yeah. Well, Jay uh, so, is a, so I'm going to default to those people, analyst. I guess. I, you know, that's all I could really say. Yeah. All like, right, he's let's, not let's... outraged about it. And, and he gets outraged. He's not, you know, like I've heard Billis get outraged about plenty of stuff. And I've heard him basically say like, no, I, you know, this is the right call. So I'm like, ah, okay, I'm going to default to that position for now. Yeah. Well, let's trip down to the East. Yes. Um, I go chalk. The first round, except for my my Pac-12 loyalty, has me taking SC over Michigan State. Okay, okay, I thought about that one, but you know, Izzo's always so good in the tournament. I feel like he's good enough for one win. Um, so I, I I thought about it, but I took Michigan State. I took Providence over Kentucky. Don't want it. I like Calipari, but they've been they've been kind of shaky all year. Um, and then I took FAU. Uh, eight nines, not much of an yeah. upset, but you know, again, sort of in the Charleston spirit. FAU was like thirty and three this year, so give me a, give me a team that knows how to win a lot. Mm-hmm. No, I get that, but that's it. Other than that, yeah, I went. I'll, I will say this: I like Duke a lot, and you'll see that as I go. Um, I'm a Duke. I just like Duke, you know, as a fan. That's a tough first round matchup. Yeah, I mean, Oral Roberts went eighteen and zero in their conference. They're a good team, and and you know that's Duke's been playing well of late. And that's the only reason I'm picking Duke in that game is because you know because they come in on a good roll. Because uh, you know Oral Roberts was a team I kind of looked at when they won their conference tournament. Like okay, I'm picking them for a first round upset. Then I saw that matchup and like, well, I'm not going to now, but I probably should. Yeah, well, if that happens, I'll be in trouble, and it sounds like you will. I've got Duke going further than one round. Yes, yeah. I do. Uh, but I'm I'm leery of it because I think they could very easily lose that first game. Yeah, I, I have Duke advancing all the way to the Elite Eight. I've got Duke over Tennessee, Purdue over Memphis, and then I go Kansas State and Marquette. So I am 1-5-3-2. That's the exact same Sweet 16 as me. Little little different paths to get there with who they're playing. But yeah, I've got, I've got Marquette, K-State. Purdue Duke in the in the regional semifinals, and then I go Marquette versus Duke uh, in once, the Elite Eight. Once again, we agree. I've got Duke over Purdue and Marquette over K State. And then I I took Shaka Smart and Marquette over John Shire and Duke. But I I'm gonna admit that I don't know much. I read the local <laughs> Milwaukee paper, so Marquette seems pretty good. I mean, they are <laughs> top ten in the country. They they won you know regular season and conference tournament, Big East, and that was a 
not a real brutal conference, but you know, pretty pretty solid at the top at least. Um, you know, and and they they rolled through the company. They blew out Xavier last night, conference final. Um, so yeah, I I agree with you. They're good. I, this is where one of those mentions I'm going to say, you know, rooting interest. Uh, I pick Duke. I don't really. You know, you hook me up to a lie detector and say, do you really believe Duke's going to the Final Four? I'd probably have to say no. Uh, if I had to put money on this, I probably wouldn't pick Duke, but I'm not. I'm just having fun, so I'm going to go with Duke to the Final Four. So I've got Marquette, Arizona. You've got Duke, Alabama. Yes, let's, yes. Let's drift over to the Midwest, sure. where Houston is occupying the one spot and gets to play in Houston, if they make it to the Final Four, potentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Nancer making his his last Final Four basketball call, and a Houston alum. I mean, CBS would love that story. There's no doubt. I'm not saying it's fixed. I'm saying the execs at CBS are drooling over the possibility of Nance in Houston, an, a Houston Cougar alum, getting to call his his alma mater in the Final Four. So this is. Straight chalk for me in round one. I, I, I gave a brief thought to Penn State over Texas A&M. I gave more than a brief thought. I took Penn State over Texas A&M. Okay. Um, and now, it's one of those I'm a little leery of because Penn State comes off a deep Big Ten tournament run. And sometimes those teams are so spent. You mm-hmm. know, they went all the way. They played four games. They went all the way to the final. Uh, lost a close game today. You know, but they... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going with them still being able to maintain a little momentum from that. Um, so I did do that. And look, I'm born in Des Moines. I'm taking Drake. I, mm-hmm. I got to take the Drake Bulldogs. I was a, I was a Drake Bulldog before anything else, uh, you know, before I could choose my team. So I'm going to take Drake over Miami. Okay. I support that. You know, why not? One, one game. That's as far as I got them going. But uh, other than that, yeah, I took the, took the higher seeded teams. A little leery of Iowa State. They're, mm-hmm. I think aren't they matched up with one of the play-in winners? Yeah, they're the, the Mississippi other the State other play-in play. game. Yeah, yeah. If I that's one of those like if I knew who it was that was going to win, I might pick them as an upset if it was Miss State. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, you know. And so I'm I'm going to go with Iowa State. Boy, they were up and down. Like they had a great start to the year. Kind of followed them because they were bad last year, really, really bad. And, and they had a great start to the season, you know, non-conference, and then kind of went in a, a funk in February, but got out of it, you know, finished the year okay. So I'll, I'll go with them, even though I was hesitant. I have more confidence in Iowa State because I think they might be turn the corner just from, um, you know, reading Twitter for the last sure, 20 sure. minutes. Um, so I actually take them past Xavier. And then okay. I have uh, Texas, Houston, and Indiana. Okay, so I end up I end up one, two, three, four in that region. I would love it if you were right, because of course Sean Miller's back in Xavier. Do mm-hmm. I hate him as much now that he's not at Arizona? No, but I still don't like him. So I'd love for you to be correct on that. But I'm I'm as I said, I was tempted to pick against Iowa State first round, so I'm not going to go any further with him. So I end up with Houston, Indiana, Xavier, Texas. And then I go one two, um, Houston Texas, and then in a in a fun game, I, I took the Cougars to advance to their home Final Four. 
okay, well, that's again, we're going to we're going to part on that Elite Eight matchup. So far, we've got the same Elite Eight matchups, but different winners, don't we? In all yeah. three. Yeah. So I'm going Texas. Um, this is one where, you know, they won the Big 12 tournament. They've got they've got something going behind this interim coach. I feel like. Now I'm gonna say they got a that's a tough two fifteen matchup. It, it, your Colgate's another team that like dominated their league. They've been in the tournament. I don't love that draw for them, um, but I, I just I feel like they got some magic going. They won the Big Twelve tournament with one of their best players not even playing. You know, minor injury, supposed to be back. I think uh, so. I'm I'm going I'm going with the Longhorns to the Final Four. Okay. Um. It's fascinating that we have no overlapping Final Four and a perfectly overlapping Elite Eight. So perfectly, yeah. We'll see if we if we end up in that same situation with the West. But yeah, our Elite Eight mirrors each other perfect and then different winners. So my West is a little bit like your South in that I have my personal biases. I have the ASU Nevada winner over TCU. I probably shouldn't, but I hope. Yeah. Uh, and then I took VCU over St. Mary's. Other than that, I, I did was too. Chalk. I did the exact same thing. I took VCU. I thought that's one where, honestly, as I said, I you know Gonzaga, who's in this region as well, blew out St. Mary's in that final, and I'm like, uh, maybe St. Mary's peaked. Um, I don't know. Could be wrong. But yeah, I I did the same. I'm going to take ASU Nevada. Why not? Do I? Do I really think ASU? I, I've got ASU beat Nevada. I'm gonna, yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, there's no risk mm-hmm. they're saying that. Do I really think they could beat TCU? No, but I'm gonna take it just because I feel like I ought to. Yeah, um, I agree. No, we are we are exactly the same there. If you've got VCU and, and ASU, so do I. And the rest, I've got I've got the higher seeded team. And then I go one, two, three, four: Kansas, UConn, uh, UCLA, Gonzaga. Yeah. Okay, we're we're on the same page. I've got the same, yeah, yeah. Uh, UCLA worries me a little because they got some key injuries, but uh, Northwestern kind of wobbled down the stretch. Like everybody, everybody started to like fall in love with Northwestern around the end of February, and then it was like, eh, okay, they kind of tailed. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with UCLA in that one. Uh, and then you get another week chance for some healing up. So I have UCLA and Kansas advancing to the Elite Eight. And then I go rock chalk to the final. Well, okay. So first, first, that's uh, you know funny in the sense that it's the first final four team we share. I've got Kansas, but we're going to depart on one elite eight. I've got Kansas Gonzaga. I'm going to say Gonzaga beats UCLA, and then Kansas beats them in the elite eight. Okay. So you are Kansas, Texas, Alabama, Duke. Duke, yes, yes. I am Arizona Marquette, Houston, Kansas. Okay, okay. I go Houston, Arizona, and I and I did go with the CBS Dream scenario. I have the Cougs winning the national winning the whole thing. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, I, I that would be a that would be a heck of a story, no doubt, no doubt. So I'm I'm going I'm going Texas over Kansas. They beat them last game of the regular season. They beat them in the Big Twelve final. I'm going to say they beat him again. Um, and then I'm going to go Alabama over Duke. And then give me the Texas Longhorns. They're going to win in their home state. Maybe not their home city. They're going to win the whole the whole freaking thing with an interim coach like like Steve Fisher back in 1989. And the guy's going to make it impossible to not get in a full-time job. 
that would be something. Um, Matt, and that is, of course, what I mean by rooting interest. Yeah. Well, you got to really, in Texas. Do I really believe it? Uh, I mean, somewhat. I'm not. I'm not picking ASU to win the whole thing. I'm not going to go crazy. Um, do I really think Texas is going to win it? Would I put money on it? No, I probably wouldn't. But you know, hey, have some fun with it. But what if? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, that's kind of kind of my thought. Yeah. Um. Fascinating. Fascinating time. Uh. You know, the Devils getting in is big. Um, I think Hurley's job is safe. I think it's safe unless he chooses to go somewhere else, you know, which we discussed that possibility. Um, You know, I don't know that he will. Who knows? Um, But, uh, you know, I I don't know. Like, I think that's where I wonder. I don't think he's going to get fired, and I don't think he should. You know, we discussed it at length last week. We don't need to go over it again. I think, you know, the results he's produced in the eight years he's been here, for the most part, is about as good as we can expect. Given the state of the athletic department right now, I hate saying that, but I think it's true. Um, and and I just don't know that there's an upgrade out there. Yeah. I don't think that for the rest of time. I haven't gotten to that point as an ASU fan. I know some... Some get there. It's like, well, this is just what basketball is, and they'll never be any better. I haven't, I haven't embraced that philosophy, but I, I think as of now, you know, being a, a bubble type team, getting in some years, not getting in other years, I'm not sure we can expect better right now. And mm-hmm. and so he did a nice job. He turned it around from two pretty disappointing years, especially two years ago, extremely disappointing in 21. Um, and, and they, they finished strong last year. It was too late, you know, too little, too late to make any sort of run, but finished on a, on a good run. And he rebuilt the roster this year and they had a, they had a good year, had some good wins, some not so good losses. Um, but you know, overall much better than the last two seasons. And so, yeah, I don't think we should get rid of him, but does he look for greener pastures? I I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah. Hey, look, it's, uh, it's another two-year extension-level success. I think so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 100%. I haven't changed my mind on what I said. You know, like, to me, this is a lot like, uh, you know, an NFL, uh, you know, the Seahawks this week, you know, re-signed Geno Smith to a three-year deal that's essentially a one-year deal, and we'll see. That sort of approach would be what I would say. Like, yeah, he, he did enough this year to not upset the apple cart and restart. Um. But just like the Seahawks and Geno Smith, should they commit to him, you know, for the next five years? I don't I don't think so. They didn't um, because he could revert back to the struggling quarterback he was before. Mm-hmm. I think we should try to do the same thing, uh, relatively speaking here. Yeah. I'm... But we'll see. We'll see. You know, uh, I don't think the St. John's job is going to be his. Sounds mm-hmm. like. I mean, it, it, the way it feels is, you know, Rick Pitino is going to get that job yeah. as soon as Iona is done in the tournament. Yeah. Um, one thing to note about Hurley that I wanted to make sure we we mentioned. Um, according to Chris Cartman, Bobby Hurley is the first ASU coach since Ned Wolk to make the tournament three times. Now, of course, he has made the play-in three times. Um, 
so might not have made it any of those times. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, no, uh, you're right. I mean, you can only you can only make what's there, and and whether that's, uh, I mean, it, it has to be factored in. It's just like you know how uh, well you know Dirk Cutter went to four bowl games. And it's like, well, yeah, it was easier to make bowl games uh, than it was you know in in the 1980s. But but yeah, hey, uh, three tournament appearances in what the last six years, and and it probably would have been four. If, if there had been a 2020 NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not great. I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh man, he, you know, he's done an amazing job and, and you know, it's, it's not amazing, but it's good. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's worthy of a, of a nice pat on the back and good job. And, and, you know, I'd like to be better, but you know, I'm not terribly upset with him either. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Very nice. And off the subject of ASU, just a quick, uh, and I don't know that we talked about it in November, so it's easy for me to say. You'll just have to trust me that I thought it. I feel extremely vindicated in my preseason thoughts about North Carolina basketball because I just didn't buy them. They were an eight seed that got hot last year in March and they made it all the way to the final. And for eight months I heard, you know, this is the national championship favorite. I just like, I didn't buy it. And the fact they didn't even make the tournament, I, I, I feel very validated. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm... I just, uh, you know, I'm not anti-North Carolina. I just thought they were incredibly overrated uh, based on a, a hot, you know, four-week stretch last year, basically. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah, yeah, but hey, uh, it was nice to see ASU's name pop up on that screen today. We haven't had, how many times have we had that in the since we were freshmen, what? Is this the sixth? Fifth, maybe? Fifth, I think. 200, well, yeah, that, yeah. obviously Sendek only went twice, based on the note you just read about Hurley. Mm-hmm. Sendek went in, in 09 and, what, 14? Mm-hmm. The year you saw him in Milwaukee yep. with Jahi Carson, and then these three. So, yeah, I mean, you know. Five out of 19 years is not very good. Uh, um, and so to have it three of the last six, the, you know, the percentage is much better than what prior to that it was two out of 13. Yeah. No, this is, this is better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Baby steps, but, but slight improvements. I, I'm very comfortable. I would say with keeping Hurley because the more I've thought about our discussion from last week, yeah, the more I think play-in's pretty good for this program and for, and for the resources now, we agree. commit to I, it. Totally. Like, totally. I mean, four yeah. years from now, I don't really want to be there. Like, but we, I, he won 20 games again. He, you know, he did, and, he did, and he had know, like we had and, some pretty good wins this year. Yeah, and he know? and he adapted to the transfer portal. You know, he he had some success there this year, and well, and we did this without have Bagley. It, you're have to keep doing it. I mean, but, think about what but, happened this year. the The whole thing was, well, Bagley will be back, and he's going to be critical, and that that didn't happen. Although, wouldn't it be hilarious what, if he games? played in Dayton? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Did he play? Did he play two games or one? He played the season opener. Was that it? He played the season opener. Then he got hurt. Then he said he wasn't hurt. 
but that he's still not playing. Then he yeah. said, I'm sorry for being disrespectful. And then he basically he said, just got iced. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is he, I mean, he's still on the roster, isn't he? Online. I believe I think officially he he's never been off the roster. It, yeah. He's never so been he's still a member the of the team, but, but you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, as you said his name, I'm like, yeah, that's right. I kind of forgot he existed. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I think it was a, a much just this year, you know, if you just evaluate this season coming off the last two, this was a, a, a very much a success. Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with him. I don't know what's going to, I mean, as I, as I said just a minute ago, like I don't want to still be in this position in four years of feeling like, you know, 20 wins and the play in is good enough. What's going to happen in the next four years to make that better? I don't know. Uh, I guess just that's hope as a fan, but for right now, yeah, I think that's pretty solid. Uh, and I, I don't like saying that, but mm-hmm. I think it's reality. I agree. And I, and I think one of the things is by all accounts, he wants to be here and yeah, I don't know that we can do better than that's him. And that's, so, that's 100% it. Yeah, uh, totally. Totally. If he, if he wants to be here, then we need to make it work. We mm-hmm. need to find a way to give him an extension. Um, not a, you know, not a lifetime deal or something like that, but a, you know, a reasonable extension to give him some security and let him recruit. Um, knowing that recruiting is really a year to year thing now, but still, you know, they let him to have some stability there as far as recruiting goes. Um, and, and, you know, just, just hope he can raise the level, hope he can build on what was done this year, continue to hit in the transfer portal and, and maybe, you know, maybe next year, the year after you're a, you're a top 32 team, you're a, you know, you're a, a six, seven, eight seed. And maybe you're you're one of the top, you know, if UCLA and USC leaving, you're making a run at at the conference championship, regular season, postseason, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, like I think that's got to be the hope. Uh, well, and when you look I, at when you look at the team coming back, and I know that's dangerous, but right? You've got Collins, Nunez, Brennan, Boyachi. Uh, you know, that's a you can you can work with that. You know? It's not bad. It's not bad. And maybe Gaffney. I know Gaffney's listed as a senior on the roster, but he didn't participate in senior day. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe he comes back. Um, and then you're going to, you know, yeah, that's a decent core. And then you're going to have to, you're going to have to get busy in the transfer market, just like this year. You're going to have to add probably three to five pieces that, that can, can play, you know, can start or come off the bench for significant minutes for you. And I think you look at schools like you did this year with Nevada. You look at schools like that and you say, well, Washington was all, all pack 12 honorable mention. And I, I made him a player Cambridge, all pack 12 second team. Yeah. You know, Frankie Collins, it's just a guard heavy league, but Frankie Collins had a very good productive season. He did. He did. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I agree. I mean, you know, and I don't know what we have in terms of high school recruiting. That feels like almost an afterthought now. And, and, you know, for our level of college basketball, uh, you know, I, I honestly haven't paid one bit of attention to if we have any commits out of the high school ranks for next year. I don't know if you have. I believe we have one, but I will okay. look at ESPN and see what they 
have for us, but I thought we had one okay. commit. And maybe I've heard of the person. If you say the name, I might be like, oh yeah, okay. Let but me... yeah, I haven't, I haven't focused on it at all because it really does feel year to year now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two signed commitments. Okay. Braylon Green, a shooting guard from Ypsilanti, Michigan, who plays at Southern California Academy. Okay, well, never heard of that, so I'm 0 for 1 on that one. And then this is the one that I remembered because of where he is from, was Akil Watson from Roselle Catholic High School in Ramsey, New Jersey. Let, oh, you know, yeah, that's sort of, that does sound sort of familiar, yeah. You know, uh, Green is a 6'2 shooting guard. He weighs 180. Watson, a 6'7 small forward who weighs 190. ESPN grades them both as four-star prospects, 81 rating for Watson, 82 for Green. Okay. Well, you know, that's that's something. And, that, I mean, and we were also, and I'm, I, maybe I forgot this, but and maybe he is a senior, but um, is Jemiah Neal? Oh, no, he should be back as well. Yeah, yeah, I think because I, I think the senior day guys, from what I remember, were Washington, the Cambridges, DJ Horn, and Luther Muhammad. Those were the five, mm-hmm. and there were two walk-ons. So uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, you, you get Jemiah Neal, who who you know had some nice moments. You get Gaffney, hopefully. Collins, Nunez were both you know had, had some good moments this year. Duke Brennan was solid. Boyachi, who knows? I mean, yeah. he really didn't. He really didn't make any strides this year. It felt like, at least on the court, um, maybe there are strides being made in practice that will will present themselves next year. Um, but you know, like, yeah, okay, there's a decent group there, and if you can add, maybe you don't need five transfers, but I think you probably need at least three yeah. uh, that can contribute. And and you know, see what happens. You know, the conference beyond UCLA and Arizona. Uh, for next year because UCLA is still part of it next year doesn't you know nobody really jumps out like well that team is really on the up Cal's awful Stanford's not much better Oregon State was awful Washington is eh. Washington State is eh. so like I mean uh, you know who knows teams change year to year because of the transfer portal obviously but you know I can we be in the top half of the conference again I, I certainly think that should be a bare minimum expectation and that gives you at least a shot at making the tournament. Yeah. I, I pulled up the roster. Technically, Bagley has another year of eligibility. Um, <laughs> I think we can go ahead and rule him out, but who knows? Yeah. Stranger things have happened, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But Boyachi, Brennan, Collins, Horn, Bobby Hurley, young Bobby now, Hurley. Now, Horn is listed as a junior, but he took part in senior day, so I'm guessing he's gone. But yeah. I, football will tell you that's not always the case. There are guys in football who did senior day and then they're coming back. So maybe he comes back. Who knows? Neil Nunez and then walk-ons. And then Gaffney is listed as a senior on the roster, yeah. but he didn't. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I could be reading into nothing. Maybe he is a senior and he just, you know, whatever. Uh, and of course, some of these guys could transfer. That's the yeah. other thing. I mean, Gaffney's, Maybe a graduate. I know he transferred in, but if he's a graduate, he could transfer and play right away somewhere else. So who knows? You know, it's fluid. But um, yeah, I mean, look, it's been a it's been a good year. We have a chance to, you know, do something. I mean, you never know. That's the beauty of the NCAA tournament. There's teams. 
I'm sure nobody that was a you know St. Peter's fan last year was on the night of the selection show saying, I thought we're going to go to the Elite Eight. And they did. So who knows? Could we make that type of run? I highly doubt it, but we'll see. But anything is possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. And and I agree with you. Like I, I think it's been a it's been a, an improved enough year that you don't you don't change it. Um, because as you said, I just I don't know who's out there that would be better. I don't see a better fit right now. I don't see somebody that's like, you know, I, I don't see the problems with this program being due to Bobby Hurley. I guess let's put it that way. Maybe that's the simplest way I can say it. Yeah. Um, Jeff Borzello tweeted out the official NCAA one through 68 seating list. We were 45. Nevada. 46 was 46. Nevada. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and then the rest is automatic bids behind us. So mm-hmm. yeah, we barely got in and, and were it not for the expanded field, we wouldn't, mm-hmm. um, you know, but Hey, there is an expanded field. And, uh, two years ago, UCLA was in that play in game and they, they went to the final four and lost on a buzzer beater or else they were going to the national championship game. Um, so who knows, you know, again, I do not take that as me saying that is going to happen with ASU because I highly, highly, highly doubt it. But mm-hmm. until you get beat, you always have that dream, right? It's kind of like a football undefeated season. Until that first loss, like, well, it could happen. Yeah. And maybe that'll be Wednesday night. If not, maybe it'll be Friday. If not, it'll almost certainly be Sunday. But Hey, who knows? Maybe Grand Canyon upsets Gonzaga and we get a Phoenix metro area round of 32 matchup. Yeah. Look, crazy things happen and you get a little They do. Run. They do. They do. You know, I mean, yeah, teams make it uh, much farther than they should because you get a you get a matchup break. You, you know, you end up playing the 14 and then you end up, you know, like, uh, who knows? Uh, that never seems to be ASU. I mean, I was thinking that going into the, the game against Arizona, like, you know, God, there's always a team. It feels like in conference, like Penn State was kind of that. Like they really probably didn't have any business making it that far, but they won some close games and they they just kept going. And it's like, God, it'd be nice if that was us someday. Well, it, it wasn't this year, and not in the conference tournament. Maybe just maybe it is in the NCAA tournament. Probably not, but we're we're in, and that's better than the alternative, I guess. Yeah. All right, well, we'll be back. We'll talk about what happens in Dayton and maybe other places. Um, Yeah. But uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. Oh, if you want to uh, join our bracket and you've listened this far, you you have my phone number, you have my email, text me, email me. (laughs) Uh, We'll do an ESPN one like we always do. All right, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.